here we go. Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, it's overtime with William Patterson, Max Pennell, and Dawson Wise joining you on a Wednesday night, 865-546-8200, your number. If you want to hop in and join our hour two of a Wednesday night on overtime, later in the hour, we'll talk about the Chiefs' defense and how they've defended the kingdom all season long, and are they being overlooked? We'll talk about it. And then also, edging it out, Kansas City and 49ers, two really good teams But who has the edge in this one? We'll talk about it a little bit later. But let's head to the phones. We've got Joshy Boy on the line. What's up, Joshy? What up, guys? How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Max, uh, welcome back, man. Thank you, Joshy. No problem. William, uh, what do you think about this game tonight against LSU guys? I want your all's opinion. Yeah, you know, uh, as we talked about in the first hour, it, it, it's look, you got to continue the momentum. You know, a big win against Kentucky. Now continue it at home. Um, want to see the aggression from Josiah Jordan James again. Uh, so aggressive in that Kentucky game, was aggressive at the beginning of the season, um, but in SEC play really struggled um, up until the can- uh, up until the Kentucky game, only 21 points in, in seven games. So just getting more aggression yeah. from him I think is something really important. And then also defending their guards, you know, Jalen Cook and Jordan Wright, two guys that average 15 a night, um, making sure you know your personnel and, and, and play good help defense, especially uh, in the corner where, they, where LSU shoots 45% um, from three. Um, so I think those are the keys of the game. Guys, you want to add anything else? I think you covered it. We, we already covered it in the first segment. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also uh, Josiah Jordan uh, – excuse me, uh, Jonas Adu matching up with Will Baker, a, a seven-footer. Make sure he needs to uh, stay out of foul trouble as well. Yeah. Guys, uh, I posted earlier on Twitter that uh, Jonas Adu this year, he has six double-doubles. He, uh, he's doing really good on the boards and uh, scoring as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's been look. He's had a great season, in my opinion. Now, um, in a couple yeah. matchups, I think he's had his you know his struggles, but I think he's been great and really valuable for this team. It really can't say uh, too many bad things about him. Can't really think of any really bad things about him because I think he's been right. consistent for the most part this season on the glass. Um, done a good job in the pick and roll, especially when teams decide to play high and, and try to defend the three. Did a really good job in that Ole Miss game of rolling and finding a shot. Um, so, yeah, Adu's been really special. I think he's super important to this team as yes, well. You look yeah. at our losses, and yeah. generally he doesn't play well. Yeah. And you look at our wins, and a lot of those double – I'd be – expect all those double-doubles came in victories. And, and he's yeah. really the X factor to me if this team wants to go where they want to go. If he's giving you 12-8 and eight, night in, night out, and efficient around the rim – that just adds another dimension to this offense that they sorely need. And I think part of the reason he's so important is because of the lack of depth behind him, that it's like we can't afford for Adu to have an off night for him to get in foul trouble because the guys behind him just can't provide what he provides. Is he a junior or a senior this year? Yeah, he's a junior. 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 Yeah. So uh, he'll probably be back next season. Yeah, I think he'll declare. Um, when I was looking uh, a couple of weeks Test ago, the waters. Yeah, I, he was like 82nd on the big board. So obviously not yeah. wouldn't been would not be drafted right now. But um, right. you know who knows where this team goes. He could he could jump up the boards and maybe be a late second round pick. Um, but I, I don't see him getting drafted. I think he'd be very much better off coming back next year. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I know we're getting close to the Super Bowl. Max, what do you think about this game? Do you like the Chiefs or 49ers? You know, this is this is a difficult one for me. Um, I kind of can talk myself into both sides of this game. Yeah. I think it's really hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, especially in the playoffs. I mean, we saw that. You know, I, I was counting them out during the regular season. They looked uh, like a shell of what they once were. But yeah. I think you give you give Andy Reid two weeks and Patrick Mahomes two weeks. I I just I can't go against Patrick Mahomes in this game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be on the Chiefs because uh, I learned my lesson when I faded them against uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, Joshy, I learned my lesson last year in the Super Bowl when I, I was all in on the Eagles. I, I I thought they were the better team, and yeah, um, you know. Uh, Mahomes gets the ball last, and you know how that goes. So right. the Niners are probably the better team in this matchup, but that yeah. hasn't mattered. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys, what do you guys think about? Uh, there is no way that uh, Nico can get suspended from uh, this court hearing if it doesn't go our way, right? Well, he won't be – I mean, even if he were to get suspended, I, I really don't think they'd even come to a decision until really after he's gone yeah. with the way they roll. And these right. things take a lot of time. Like, if they were to go to trial over it and, and – It would take about two or three years, oh, right? It, it'd take a while because there's a ton of yeah. evidence they've got to collect and all these things. There would be an appeal right yeah. away and from it, yeah. Tennessee. So, yeah. The, yeah. the process would go very far – um, and, and really, it might get to the point where the NCAA just says, you know what, let's just drop it. You know, we, we don't even want to deal with it anymore. So, um, yeah. I, he will not be suspended this year uh, unless Tennessee self-imposes, which I'd be shocked if they did with the no. way they've come out and talked about it. Um, so, right. I think Tennessee's in the right. I think they have been proven um, in the right so far, even in the uh, temporary restraining order being denied um, it, it literally, you know, was stated that hey, if you take this to trial, you're probably winning. So it, I, I don't think he'll be suspended. I think we'll be just fine. Yeah, guys. Uh, one last question out the door. Do you think Tennessee can win? I know the matchup is not set out yet for March Madness and everything, but do you think this Tennessee team can win four games in the NCAA tournament? The only teams that I'm really worried about going up against are North Carolina, Houston, or UConn. That's my only worry that we get matched up in one of those teams' regions. Have a good night, guys. Thank you so much for the call, Joshy Boy. I'm surprised he didn't add Purdue in there as well. I would have had Purdue. Yeah. Uh, and we did our, our bracketology yesterday on, on here, and in the projected lineup, it, Purdue was the number one seed. Um, and, and we were talking about the remaining uh, one seeds in UConn, Houston, North Carolina. Which would you rather face or be in the in the region with? And our, consi- our consensus was Houston um, because Houston's great defensively. Where I would go as well. I think they struggle at times offensively, and they also don't have that physical dominating center presence like yep. Purdue has with Edie, UConn has with Clinigan. Um, North Carolina has with Baycott. Yep. Um, so if there were one team you'd rather match up against in a tournament, um, I, I'd, I'd say Houston would be my pick, and I think mm-hmm. we all agreed on that yeah. uh, uh, yesterday. Anything to add? No. I, I think my only thing is the the problem with forecasting an NCAA tournament, even when you get the bracket, is it's a single single elimination tournament where 
one bad shooting night yeah. can sink a team. I mean, we, yeah. we saw yeah. Purdue. It happened to them against FD. I mean, Virginia against UMBC. There's countless examples where you might say, oh, this team's good enough to get to the Final Four. And then they have a, a game where they just happen to shoot 20% from three or a guy, you know, Dalton Connect gets four fouls and, and can only yeah. play 20 minutes. So it's so hard for me um, to say that kind of stuff because it's just an, one game. Like I said, it it's, uh, can, di- can end your run. So, but I, I do feel this team is better positioned than the last the last two years or so because I always just fell with those teams. If another team scored seventy five points, then you were done, and and that's no way to play through a single elimination tournament. So, yeah. uh, and I agree with you guys as well. I think Houston is who I'd rather play. Although I think North Carolina has some deficiencies as well. I think yeah. Purdue and UConn are the heads and shoulders above the rest of the country right now. Yeah. yeah. What do What do you think North Carolina struggles with? I just think um, I get a little wary of. Are they getting built up too much? I mean, their best win, they beat us. That's a good win. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave 92 points to us. Mm-hmm. And their other best win would be Oklahoma or Duke. And they lacked some of those. I mean, Arizona's resume is better than North Carolina's. Um, so I just wonder, are we oversaturating doing well in the ACC where that conference to me is not that high level this year? My only rebuttal to that is Arizona lost to Washington State, mm-hmm. Stanford, Oregon State. Um, those are, you know, two of those teams are not even near a a, a, a tournament bid, and, and towards the bottom of the conference, does UConn's or does UNC's uh, conference schedule? I mean, conference standing not better than Arizona's. I mean, Arizona has three conference losses. UNC has two. UNC's lost to Villanova and Georgia Tech, both teams that aren't really near the cut line. Um, I just think. I guess my I think North Carolina is a Final Four caliber mm-hmm. team. I don't to me they're not a national championship level team. I just think based on resume, mm-hmm. Arizona's ceiling might be a little higher just because they've beaten teams like Alabama and Wisconsin. It's mm-hmm. Michigan State, Duke, you know, yeah. teams that are at the top of the list. Sure. Okay. All right. I, I like that. I like that. All right. Let's move over to the NFL now, um, where the Kansas City Chiefs. Head into the Super Bowl equipped with the best offensive mind in the league and and Andy Reid and the best quarterback in the league and Patrick Mahomes and a Hall of Fame tight end and Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs' brand is offense. We all know that. Uh, but in the playoffs, their defense has allowed just 13.7 points. And those 13.7 points were against Mike McDaniel and Tyree Kill and the number one offense in the NFL this past season. Josh Allen and the Bills on the road, a place where the, the Chiefs weren't supposed to be able to win, apparently. It was an, According it was an, to Deion Dawkins. Yeah, it was an indictment against Patrick Mahomes' uh, playoff career. Um, and the MVP favorite, Lamar Jackson, and the Dynamic Ravens offense that won by 14-plus against teams with winning records nine times this season. Um, they did all that this year, or this this playoff run, and were only able to allow 13.7 points. Really impressive. 49ers, off a bye week, allowed 21 points. I guess not a bye week, but you get the bye for not playing that first round. Yeah. Uh, off a bye, allowed 21 points to a first-year starter in Jordan Love and 24 points and one half at home to the Lions. The Chiefs ranked second in total defense, second in yards allowed this season and have faced much better quarterbacks in the AFC. Is the Chiefs' defense being overlooked in this matchup? Max, we'll begin with you. I think so. Um, You laid it all out right there. I mean, they held some of the best offenses in the NFL to what pedestrian numbers, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I mean, the Ravens did not do very much. Bills had a little more success. I think, you know, they're a better offense, in my opinion. Um, 
And and it's really been all year. I mean, you think about without if they had gotten mediocre, kind of the defensive play that we've come to know under Patrick Mahomes in previous years this season with what the offense was doing, they might have been a wild card team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really the defense. I mean, they beat the Dolphins 21-14. Some of these games where, you know, the the offense wasn't doing what we, we had come accustomed to with the Chiefs. So I, I think the defense is, if you took away Patrick if like this is such a, weird thing to say because Patrick Mahomes is that team mm-hmm. but if you gave them like Josh Allen let's say I would say the defense is the strength of that team yeah um, I just think Patrick yeah. Mahomes because he's so great can elevate mm-hmm. to a level nobody else can yeah. but yeah I, I think the defense is to uh, terrific losing a, a Wenahu might mm-hmm. be a little bit of a blow on yeah, the outside yeah. their edge guy um, you know good pass rush right a huge strip sack against Baltimore but yeah this defense rock solid Steve Spadinolo too a great yeah. defensive coordinator won mm-hmm. two Super Bowls with the the Giants as a DC so I, I really like their defense and an, a gambling note for you all second half unders the Chiefs this year I don't have the exact record but it it's very profitable and I think it's set 24 and a half this week. Mm-hmm. Their defense is a lot better in the second half as well than it is the first half. Interesting. Yeah, if it is being overlooked, why? I mean, it shouldn't be. Uh, this is an incredible unit. I think they've even hit an even higher level in the postseason, which during the regular season I didn't think they could do. Uh, I mean, this is flat-out shutdown, lockdown defense. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, the, the front seven has been, I think, the star of the show, the defensive line. Uh, Spagnolo as well. A perfectly called game in Baltimore, in my opinion, especially in the second half, um, to just shut down any hope of a comeback. Uh, three points on six possessions uh, against the, the the favorite for league MVP is incredible. I mean, yeah. on the road, especially in a game of that stakes. Uh, but that that front seven unit is is beyond anything else in the NFL, pretty much. Uh, any unit that has guys like Carlaftis, Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, uh, that's a very talented group. Uh, their their backfield is talented as well. Uh, it'd be foolish to overlook them, um, and if they are being overlooked, they should not be. Well, I think the reason why I raise this question is because when I think, when when you think about these two teams, you think of the Chiefs, okay, offense, Patrick Mahomes, and you think about the 49ers, you think about their defense. But the argument I'm trying to parlay here is that maybe I, I think the Chiefs might have the advantage here defensively. And, I think that's that's accurate. Yeah, and, and I, I think that on the surface, you look at the. The 49ers logo would know all the stars they have, the Bosa's, the Chase Young's, the Fred Warner's, all great players. But what you've seen this season from the Chiefs against better quarterback play and 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 better teams, in my opinion, has been more consistent and more dominant. I mean, look I mean, look at the AFC quarterbacks they're having to go against. I mean, this is your best quarterbacks in the league, what, seven of the top ten are all in the, the, the AFC? You know, um, and, and they've been dominant throughout the whole year. Uh, the Chiefs finished with fourth, with the fourth best pass defense in the NFL during the regular season. 49ers pass defense, fourteenth, um, and th- those are against games against like Drew Locke and 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 uh, you know like Kirk Cousins, and not not a straight to him, but not as good as a Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Herbert. These are a lot better quarterbacks. The Miami Dolphins in the regular season, uh, the playoffs are a joke, but the regular season Dolphins are a lot better. Um, so my, my only objection with that would be um, San Francisco won a lot more games, so teams had to pass more on them. Yeah, um, I, I understand. Yeah, But I, I do still think Kansas City is a better defense, but yeah. sometimes those numbers get a little inflated. Like Usually the best run defenses are not necessarily the best run defenses. Yeah, I, I understand. But I, but at the same time, I'm just, think, I'm just saying, even against those really good quarterbacks the Chiefs played against, 
um, they were still able to put up the, the fourth best pass defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So is the 49ers defense as dominant as their logo says is, is the next question I raise, Max? I don't think so. And I've kind of felt that way for probably since, you know, November, that this defense is bigger in name than it actually is in production. And, you know, it, it's not, I mean, we saw Detroit throw all over them. They got what they wanted up until yeah. six minutes ago in the third quarter offensively. And, you know, Green Bay also. Uh, I know Jordan Love threw a couple picks, but outside of that, I mean, they gashed him on the ground. So I, I do not think this defense is what we've gotten to know in the last few years and kind of why we think defense when we think the Niners. It's still a top, you know, third unit in the NFL. But my my devil's advocate to that would be they also possess game wreckers that the Chiefs don't have that can make a play. You know, a guy like Nick Bosa, the Chiefs don't have a Nick Bosa. Chris mm-hmm. Jones is great. He's an interior guy. Nick Bosa can make a strip sack with a three-point game in the fourth quarter that, you know, not many players on the planet can make. Fred yeah. Warner is a one-of-one one at linebacker. I mean, mm-hmm. he his sideline-to-sideline side speed. But as a unit, no, they are, they are not what we've come accustomed to under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Uh, maybe not as dominant as we expected, but still a good unit. And up front, I think, is, again, where they shine the most. Uh, like like Max said, game wreckers, Warner and Bosa are, are guys that can change a game on a dime. Uh, and I think that at least contributes to them being dominant. Now the secondary, I think, is where there's most separation. The mm-hmm. Niners yeah. uh, have struggled that in that way a little bit, especially in the postseason, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I, I think that's where the main separation is. The Chiefs secondary, not, not as prone to giving up the chunk plays, not as prone to getting gashed over the middle of the field. So uh, I think that's where the, the separation is. Uh, to be dominant like, like we've known them to be, they're going to have to get to Mahomes, uh, and that's something that the opponents for Kansas City have either failed to do or mm-hmm. just not even tried in the case of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Look, I, going back to kind of the, the name brands here, I, I just feel like the names are bigger on the 49ers side. Yeah. Um, but I think the production is equal or uh, really better as a whole. I mean, Carl Laftus has been really big for the Chiefs this year. Chris Jones, obviously we know what he is. Um, and, and then, you know, Willie Gay, Nick Bowen, great – Great linebackers. Their secondary, I think, is the big um, advantage in this one. McDuffie, um, Snee, Justin Reed, those guys have been um, vital to this team this year, especially playing against some of these teams like the Dolphins, who love to throw the ball, lock down, put up seven points in in a playoff game. Um, They were able to really control uh, Lamar Jackson, who's been really uncontrollable. No, No team has found a way to really stop him until the, the Chiefs stopped him riding their tracks at home. Um, so, is the 49ers defense as dominant as their logo says? I, I say no, um, because I think the Chiefs have the better unit, and I just think a lot of people just know the names of the 49ers players compared to the Chiefs guys that are not as notable but get it done at, at, at the same rate. So, um, in a little bit, we'll talk about edging it out, but this is a, a, a similar question to it. Um, better defensive unit, Chiefs or 49ers max? Kansas City. And... and- like I just said, I think Kansas City all around much better. Um, but the the ace in San Francisco's sleeve is the game guys that there's yeah. very few like on the planet. But as a unit, I'd much rather be going into this game with Kansas City's defense. I'm going Kansas City. They look un- borderline unbeatable yeah. at both levels, up front and <clears throat> in the secondary as well. <clears throat> Man, Brock Purdy is not Lamar Jackson. No. Uh, despite a good second half last week, He's, he's not an MVP favorite, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have gone over that time and time again on yes, this show. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
if they replicate what they did against Lamar Jackson, I mean, it, again, they're going to look unbeatable. Yeah. It's borderline impossible to find any gaps in that defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have a better ability to make the opposing quarterback sweat, mm-hmm. uh, get to the quarterback. The Niners have not been able to do that to the level that we're used to, especially with a guy like Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an impact, but maybe not as big an impact as I figured he would in the postseason against not great offensive lines in Green Bay and Detroit. Um, and, you know, KC's better at forcing turnovers as well. The Niners just not able to really do that. KC did it three times in the AFC Championship game. Two of them ended up breaking the back of the, of the Ravens in the yeah. second half. So, and on back to back drives, nonetheless, uh, that swings it for me. Yeah, to me, look, the Chiefs have more sacks, more hurries. I think they're better in the second level at secondary. Uh, the Chiefs is the answer for me. Um, and, and you talk about what they were able to do against Lamar Jackson. I mean, not a lot of teams could do that. Um, and and Steve Spagnuolo deserves a ton of credit. Um, they blitzed the crap out of Lamar Jackson, but they won. The reason why they won is because they won the man-to-man coverage in the secondary to where Lamar Jackson had nowhere to throw it. Um, and, and you look when you watch that team, uh, the Texans, when they rushed the crap out of of, uh, of the the Ravens, they were not able to win those one-on-one matchups in the passing game. That's why they lost that game. Um, so the Chiefs defense is elite. I think it's the better unit in this one. Um, but now we talk about the uh, Mahomes opportunity here. Um, t- could he have his way in the passing game with the 49ers playoff passing defense that struggle? We saw last week or, or two weeks ago against the Lions getting gashed in the middle of the field. Jared Goff multiple times just gashing the middle of the field. And also the outside run game. Um, they really struggle. Um containing the running backs outside. Now, David Montgomery and Jamar Gibbs are better than Pacheco, um, but still, it's something to look at with how often they're allowing these guys to get outside. I think the 49ers in the playoffs averaging like 5.8 yards per carry is what they're allowing, Yeah, um, which is not a good number. Um, So, maybe not necessarily focus on the run game. I know I kind of gave some stats about that, but the passing game is what I want to focus on here. Does Mahomes have the opportunity to have his way in this one? I think so. Now, I think there's a couple factors that play into that that are out of his control. We all know what Patrick Mahomes is. He's the best quarterback on the planet. Um, one of the best the, the league has ever seen. He you know, performed great against the best defense, the NFL Baltimore, on the road in the AFC Championship game. He's going to play well. Now, have his way. I think you know they need to be able to run the ball. I do think that plays a part um, because, like we said, San Francisco is not great in the secondary. But if they can pin their ears back and not worry about the run game, get Kansas City in second and third and longs because they can't get it established on the ground. They're going to have more success with guys in the pass rush as well. Um, And I think another thing is just his supporting cast. That's been the question mark all season. And we've seen Travis Kelsey elevate his game these last two weeks. Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, if not the best. I assume they're going to put him on Kelsey at least for part of that game. So my question is, if they're able to take Kelsey away, and if you get two weeks, I'd like to think they're at least able to mitigate him a little bit the, the way that Baltimore and Buffalo weren't able to do so on one week of preparation. So if they can take Kelsey away, then I, I, I wonder, do guys like Rasheed Rice and, you know, I think Kadarius Tony might play. He says he wants to. Yeah. Who knows if he's still in Andy Reid's doghouse or not. <laughs> um, but Justin Watson, some of these other guys, are they able to make enough plays if Kelsey's taken out of it? And that kind of hinders Mahomes' ability. But... I, I mean, I expect him. That, I don't I don't think this is going to be a game where they're going to, you know, they know Patrick Mahomes has to win them this game, basically. 
Yeah, we saw him do it against the Ravens and Bills. Those are top five defenses. The Ravens, the number one unit in the league. Uh, he could absolutely do it against San Francisco. Uh, his weapons are finally starting to come alive. Uh, Max alluded to it. Rasheed Rice is growing into a star. Yeah. Uh, over the course of half a season, it feels like. Um, and in the postseason, he's been huge um, in a couple of these games. He's going to be huge in this one, I think. Like he said, they're, they're probably going to focus on Travis Kelsey. He's going to mm-hmm. be the most guaranteed target in this game. Um, he's right of the ship. You have to respect him. Maybe allows Rice some, some run. Um Marcus Valdez-Scantling has been a nice surprise for them in the postseason as well after a rough regular season, for Mm -hmm. him to say the least. Um, We'll see what happens with Kadarius Toney. I'm I'm not sure on that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's also going to depend on their offensive line, Uh, and it's a very good unit, one of the top units in the league. Um, But with Joe Tooney out, Provides a little bit of an opportunity. He is still out, right? Is he, is he yes, going to play in the they, Super Bowl? They said doubtful. Doubtful. Play. Which okay. I think is huge. If they can hold up and give Mahomes a pocket, he I mean, if he has any time, he's going to gash the San Francisco secondary. Well, I think with the narrative this, this year about the Chiefs team, especially in the passing game, is, okay, can your receivers put on performances that are going to help Patrick Mahomes uh, be able to perform to the level that we know he can? Um, early on in the season – you didn't have a number one guy like you do now, in my opinion, in Rasheed Rice, because um, he was a rookie. I mean, you can't expect a guy to come in right away and be ready to go. Um, but the problem with the Chiefs early on in the season was uh, they were so one-dimensional offensively that everyone on the field knew where the ball was going if the game was on the line. That Lions game, multiple drop passes. You had one by Kadarius Toney that was really big. Um, one of them resulted in an interception. Um, what 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 was the Watson? Justin Watson. Justin Watson, Watson had yeah. a couple of big drops as well. But now, as the season has gone on, Rasheed Rice has um, proven himself to be that number one wide receiver. And in the playoffs, he's been huge. I mean, uh, that what was it? the uh, the Dolphins game had like eight receptions, 130 yards. That was a huge performance. And Marquez Valdez Scantling, a guy that went from the the regular season punching bag has been kind of their go-to guy in a, in a tight situation here in the playoffs. I thought 100% he was dropping that ball against yeah, Baltimore I, I and it was just fluttering in the air. Yeah. I know. Um, so they've they've gotten great production from their wide receiver wide receiving core now um and and it it makes me think with how much success Jordan Love had as a first-year starter and how much success Jared Goff had and that's no straight to Jared Goff um, but they were able to gash them in the middle of the field over and over again. And Ben Johnson's a great offensive mind, and he reads a pretty good one too, though. Um, so I think the opportunity's definitely there. Um, the 49ers have been hot and cold in, in the secondary all season. And as we talked about earlier, we like the Chiefs' secondary unit better. Um, so I, maybe not have his way, but I think there are a lot of opportunities for him to get it going um, and, and help the Chiefs out. When we come back, we'll talk about edging it out. Who has the edge in the Super Bowl? Stay right here on Overtime. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 
966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. Our experienced team is here to give you the care and attention you deserve. From routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments, we've got you covered. Say goodbye to dental worries and hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today and unlock the power of your smile. Call 865-539-1776 to schedule your appointment today or just visit KnoxvilleSmiles.com. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge, please drink responsibly. eBay Motors here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it all at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Items only, exclusions apply. Back here on overtime, Vols lead 32 to 20 with 6:07 remaining in the first half. Uh, Dawn Connect leader in points with seven. Zakai Ziegler with six. Jonas Adu with four. Um, Ganey is ten. Ganey is yes. oh, I, okay. Nice. I, okay, I didn't even see that. Okay, nice. Hasn't missed. I need to pull up my full box score. Um, <laughs> here we go. Yes, Jordan Ganey, four of four, two of two from three, as nice. reported from Max a couple seconds ago. I was wrong. Um, Jordan Ganey's the leading scorer. Don't connect with seven. Good start for him. Good start for the Vols, though, however. Um, let's get back to the NFL, and we'll continue to update you on the Tennessee score um, throughout the, the segment. But um, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, two star-studded rosters with top-tier coaches, but which team has the edge? The first question we'll do here, um, don't laugh. Which team has the edge at quarterback, Mahomes or Purdy? San Francisco. I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Purdy is not. Uh, and again, he closed the gap the, the tiniest bit with a good second half. He, he proved he can go and do it, but he, he's got nothing on Mahomes. Nobody's got anything on Mahomes. Yeah. So Both far, playoff games, he did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but especially this past one against Detroit, um, a real heroic effort in the second half, yeah. which is weird after we talk so much about him on the show, but mm-hmm. it, it's Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is the obvious answer here, but I do give Brock Purdy credit for what he did in that Lions game. Absolutely. Um, look, he's he's been one of the most talked about quarterbacks for the wrong reason this year, um, despite having a really good season passing-wise. Um, but in that Lions game, I, I saw something I hadn't seen from him all season. That's extending plays. And one of my big things about quarterbacks in the NFL is the good ones can play the script, can make the plays that are uh, in in the script of, of what the coach gives them. The best ones and the great ones can go off script and make game-winning plays. He did that with his legs. Three really big scrambles for 52 yards. All of them are first downs. Um, my favorite play is where he avoided the, the, the rush, um, avoided the sack, rolled out for a nine-yard pass to uh, – what, what's their fullback's name? Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk, that's what it was. I couldn't remember it the other day either. But rolled out to Juszczyk, 10-yard gain. Didn't really mean much at the time, uh, but that was the best play I think I've seen from him. Really big, uh, big step for him. Absolutely. And um, But obviously Mahomes has the edge here. All right, which team has the edge at running back, Max? San Francisco. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's the best running back on the planet. Yeah. So, And that – to me, is is the key to San Francisco winning this game. I think if if they can get a lead, I think the first half in this game is going to say a lot. I know Mahomes is great second half heroics, but he hasn't faced a team with an O-line and a running back like this yet this playoffs. And you give Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams and all the guys up front a lead, and that's where they're going to go to work. But yes, Christian McCaffrey, by far the better running back here. Yeah, it's San Francisco. Uh, a good unit for Kansas City. Uh, a good you know, dual threat out of the backfield, but they don't hold a candle to Christian McCaffrey. He's dominant, and like Max said, he's going to determine the level of success the Niners have in this game. Yeah, I think Pacheco runs really hard and is a nice wrinkle uh, for the Chiefs. Um, he's been a lot better um, than Clyde Ed- Edwards-Alaire was supposed to be. Um, so I-, I think Pacheco's been big for the Chiefs. And I think in this game, with the way the 49ers have struggled um, in the run game in the playoffs, I think he could be very vital. I think both teams could win on the run um, in-, in this game. Kind of a little old-timey game. Um, but obviously Christian McCaffrey has the advantage here. Um 49ers took a gamble on him two years ago, adding him to the roster, and uh, I guess a year ago, I should say. Um, took a gamble on him. You know, at the time, you shouldn't pay NFL running backs big time money, you shouldn't bring him in. And he's been really, really vital to this team. Uh, advantage 49ers. Um, which team has the edge at receiver in this one? San Francisco. And once again, this one's not that close. None of these three have really been up for yeah, debate yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Debo and Ayuk are better, both better than anything Kansas City has. Rasheed Rice is a nice piece. He's not a wide receiver one yet for most teams. He will be in a year or two. But Debo and Ayuk are, is one of the best receiver duos in the NFL. And Jawan Jennings has come up big for them as well. They're their third wide receiver. But yeah, San Francisco and, and the way they can get creative with those guys as well. Yeah even further accentuates their talents. Niners. Uh, this unit provides a personnel dilemma for literally any defensive coach in the NFL. You have to spread your guys thin. Uh, if you focus on one, another one's going to get open. Uh, it's the Niners, and again, it's it's not close. I think the Niners are kind of a little bit of an underrated receiving core. You get so much attention on McCaffrey and George Kittle and, and Debo Samuel, who's kind of a guy that comes in and out of the backfield and, and, and out of receiver, but you know, the Juwan Jennings and Brandon Ayuk tandem, I think, is a really, really uh, great group for them. And, and 
Ayuk's um, had a, an incredible season. Yeah. Um, a big year for him. And I think this is a really underrated group. Uh, for the Chiefs, obviously, they've struggled at receiver all year, but they've really hit their stride as of late. I don't think they're as bad um, as people may think at this point. Um, Rasheed Rice is a big reason why. Um, we'll just see if they let we'll see if they let uh, Katarius Tony run out there this upcoming game. Um, but uh, I think the advantage is is for the 49ers here as well. Uh, might a little be a little bit of debate here. Um, which team has the edge at tight end? You know, this is uh, you know Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends ever. If you'd asked me this question in Week 16, I might have said George Kittle because Kelsey was not having the production. Yeah. But we've seen him turn back the clock in the playoffs when they needed it the most. You know, some of the plays that him and Mahomes make, they the only players on the planet that can make it. They just are so in sync and know what to do when the play breaks down. But so I'm giving a slight edge to Kansas City, although George Kittle is terrific and you know, he might not be the pass catcher Travis Kelsey is, but he blows Travis Kelsey out of the water in the in the yeah. blocking game. But Travis Kelsey, the body of work, what he's done what he's done for you lately, uh, it's gotta be Travis Kelsey by a hair. Yeah, it's Kelsey. This one's closer, uh, a lot closer. But now that he's back to his playoff form, I mean, he is the most dominant tight end that we've seen in a while. Um, it's creative route running. You know, when a route breaks down, when the play breaks down, Mahomes rolls out. There's Kelsey running some mm-hmm. funky out route, some some <laughs> dig route thing concept that he makes up on the fly, and then bam, it's 15 yards downfield, and they're rolling. Uh, he'll be a, a, a top option for Mahomes. He'll be the top option in the red zone, uh, and he, he – I mean, he, he brings defense to him. We talked about it. They're going to put Fred Warner on him probably um, and draw him off of somebody else, potentially in the middle of the field. Um, and for that, he's he's the better option. Yeah, you know, as you said, Max, you know, in the middle of the season, you asked this question, you could have had a little bit more debate here. I agree. Um, but something about the playoffs, I guess, puts some some juice in his Gatorade and, and turns up in these <laughs> big games. And he's been great. And he's so reliable. And the connection between Mahomes and, and Kelsey is something like of a of a Tom Brady and Gronk. Just so, so impactful, so consistent. Um, even at his age right now where he's towards getting to the towards the end of his career, still being able to make plays um, like the, the tip ball drill the other night yep. against the Raiders, yeah. still finding a way to get that ball. <laughs> um, a little bit of an advantage here uh, for the Chiefs. George Kittle's a great um, great pass blocker, great blocker, also can really get open in the field as well. Um, but Travis Kelsey for me as well. Uh, which team has the edge on the offensive line, Max? This has been the probably the toughest one yet. Um, both these units are solid, and I really feel like to get to the Super Bowl, you do have to have a really good offensive line. It, it's such a pillar of good football. Because Joe Tooney's out, I'm going to give the edge to San Francisco. I think you can argue both ways on this one. I'm, I'm torn. It's a coin flip for me, but... Trent Williams is still one of, if not the best tackles in the NFL. Orlando Brown, um, or what is it? The uh, tackle he used to be. Orlando Brown used to be there. Taylor, I think. Juwan Taylor, Taylor for the Chiefs. Yes, he. I think he was the most penalized offensive yes, lineman in the NFL yes. this yeah. year. Um, Trent Williams, you know, far better left tackle, and with Joe Tooney out, the interior's about even. So I'm gonna give the edge to San Francisco. I'm going Kansas City with a caveat that, number one, Trent Williams is the most valuable individual offensive line mm-hmm. player of, of either unit. 
but also number two that, that the Chiefs offensive line stays out of penalty trouble. Uh, if they don't, then yeah, the edge goes to San Francisco. We saw the Chiefs struggle really bad in Baltimore with this. Uh, three straight holding calls, I think, on one of their drives close to halftime. Trey Smith had two of them. Knocked him out of field goal um, range. Yeah. yeah, knocked him out of Butker's range. So if they are able to stay out of penalty trouble, I, I think they've had the better postseason uh, in terms of performance. Um, but, you know, if they get in that trouble, then yeah, the Niners are better, but it's Chiefs for me. Yeah, I go Chiefs here as well. Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in the game. Yeah. I think the Chiefs unit as a whole is better. Now, you do mention Jawan Taylor um, was supposed to be their big acquisition. Um, he's been the most penalized guy. But uh, Creed Humphrey, I think, is one of the best centers in the league. Um, Trey Smith, we obviously all know what he is. <laughs> um, and, and then if Tooney's not able to play, I could see this um, going a little bit more towards the 49ers. Um, but the fact that you've got um, you know, Trey Smith, you've got Tooney, you've got Humphrey, Jawan Taylor, I still think is a really good, uh, really, a really good right tackle, even though he's been penalized. I give a slight advantage to the Chiefs here as well, especially if Tooney's able to go. I know he's doubtful, but if he is able to go, I do give the advantage to the Chiefs. All right, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. Which team has the edge on the defensive line? Once again, injuries kind of impact this, you know, with uh, Amenahu out for Kansas City. That's a guy that they lose. Starwatch, you know, name-wise, this would yes. be no contest. Yes. Right. Um, I do think I'm going to go with San Francisco. Um, Nick Bosa is the best pass rusher. I mean, Chris Jones and him are probably 1A, 1B in this game. Um, I do worry a little bit about the depth of Kansas City's. Karloftis is good. Um, he's not great. They're down to my guy who, share, who I shared the last name with, Mike Pennell, is a uh, nose tackle <laughs> yeah. for the Chiefs. He was on their practice squad all year, so that's a sore spot for them. The, the Really, the reason I go San Francisco is they have a dominant edge rusher and a dominant interior guy in Javon Hargrave, who's one of the best run stuffers in the NFL. Kansas City has Chris Jones, but beyond him, it's a little lackluster in comparison to what San Francisco has. Although uh, Chase Young has been a total zero yeah. for San Francisco. I remember yeah. when that trade happened, William, we both were kind of like, he's more of a name than Dang, he is yeah. a talent. Yeah. But I'm going to give the slight edge to San Francisco here, although, once again, coin flip. Yeah, I go opposite. I go Kansas City. Uh, I think what Jones and Karloftis and company have been able to do against the caliber quarterbacks they've been playing against gives them the edge. Uh, th- this unit, again, maybe not as big in name, uh, but as big, if not bigger, in production. Now, losing a man who hurts, mm-hmm. uh, but Jones and Karloftis, I mean, by themselves, are going to have an impact on this game. Um, and could have a game-changing impact on this game. They got six sacks in the postseason as a unit already. They're facing a quarterback that is not experienced in this kind of game mm-hmm. yet. Uh, whereas they already wreaked havoc against guys that have been in the spot before Allen and Jackson. So uh, with inexperienced quarterback as well as the production they've had in the playoffs, I give it to Kansas City. Yeah, I give it to Kansas City here as well. I, look, the names on the 49ers group are a lot bigger. I mean, Bosa, Chase Young, whatever you think of him these days, um, the names are bigger. But at the same time, I think that the Chiefs have been more consistent. And in this matchup particularly, uh, you've got to look at who they're going against quarterback-wise. And uh, every everyone knows Chris Jones is special. But I think Carl Aftis has been one of their biggest hits this season. Um, his impact was uh, vital in that Ravens win and really has been for a majority of the season. I give another slight advantage here to the Chiefs. Um, now let's go at linebacker. Um, obviously, another headlined, uh, you know, star-studded headline for the 49ers. But what do you think is the advantage here? Yeah, I mean, Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw are one of the best linebacking duos in the NFL. Uh, I know Trey Greenlaw got beat up a little bit in that Lions game, um, but Fred Warner, to me, 
is maybe the best defensive player on the field in this game. Um, he is just such a unique talent and what he can do. I, I mean, you take him out of that defense. It's we already mentioned how the pass, you know, passing numbers aren't great for this defense. You take him out of there, who knows where they rank? Yeah. So I got to go San Francisco just solely based really on the fact of Fred Warner. Although Nick Bolden, very good. Willie Gay, very good. Drew Tranquil, yes. another underrated player yeah. for Kansas yeah. City. Um, happy to see him doing well. I remember he had a ton of injuries in college. But yeah, San Francisco, uh, just their top two dodge, they're as good as anyone's. Yeah, San Francisco. Uh, ball hawk linebackers, they got a nose for the football. They're always in on these plays. Um, and they're going to have a crucial part in limiting Travis Kelsey in this game. Uh, and, and you know those are the guys I, that I would trust to be on him. Yeah. I don't think uh, if if you had said that Nick Bolton and Willie Gay were on the Niners in this game and forced to, to guard Travis Kelsey, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner and Greenlaw are able to fly around and make enough plays that I think they earn themselves the advantage in this one. Yeah, 49ers for me as well. Uh, Fred Warner and Greenlaw are two guys you don't want to see in a, an alley late no. night. No. Now, I'm not no. saying I want to see Nick Bolton either, but um, unless you're the Philly uh, Eagle security guy, yeah, yes, apparently, <laughs> or then you actually can see them. Uh, but yeah, I, I think these guys, as you said earlier, Max, they're game wreckers. They're guy that can guys that can make a really big impactful play. And not saying Bolton and, and Tranquil and, and Gay are scrubs, um, but I think there's a little bit more impact uh, from the 49ers linebacking group. Uh, let's now go to the secondary. I think we'll all have a similar opinion yeah. here. Yeah, Kansas City um, in a landslide. This might be the most, outside of individual like running back court, just groups, I think this might be the most lopsided yes. one. Um, Kansas City's uh, secondary is terrific. I think if a guy like Legereus Sneed, if Jalen Ramsey or Pat Sertain or some, one of these bigger names put up the year that Legereus Sneed had, they'd probably be an all-pro. Yeah. But because he's not a well-known name, he's on the Chiefs where there's so many other stars, he kind of gets overlooked. He is as good a cornerback as, as anyone in the NFL right now, been playing as well as anyone. Um, so, to me, it's Kansas City in a landslide. Yeah, it's not close. Uh, several guys on this unit. We, we talked about Reed as well mm-hmm. as Trent McDuffie's been a smash yeah, hit yeah. for them this year. Uh, they're a great unit. They fly around. They're ball hawks. They go make plays. LeJarrius Sneed, until the Buffalo game, had not given up a touchdown in mm-hmm. one-on-one coverage. Um, but, you, you know, these guys go and make plays. And we saw them do it in the AFC Championship game. The fumble by Zay Flowers, yeah. the one-yard line. The ball's punched out, um, I believe, by LeJarrius Sneed. Am, yes. am I wrong yeah. on that? I believe yeah. it was Sneed that made that play. Um, they they break the back of the Ravens in that game. They make the game-changing play. Mm-hmm. Um, very consistent unit. Uh, they're not giving up a lot. Uh, no. They will give up some, but not not nearly as much as San Francisco. Yeah, you talk about the, the year Sneed's had. It's been incredible. And I think the best thing about this Chiefs unit is they win the one-on-one matchups. They win to yeah. man-to-man. Um, and I think that the 49ers have not proven that. Now, they play a lot more coverage. I think like 66% of their plays are coverage-based. Um, but they have also struggled a couple times in the playoffs and this season. I like the Chiefs as the advantage as well. Um, special teams. Uh, Harrison Butker, obviously uh, one of the best to ever do it. Probably the advantage here. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Jake yeah. Moody's been inconsistent, yeah. too. We saw him miss a kick against, I think that was the Detroit game he missed a kick. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, it's the Chiefs. Harrison Butker's just a... For the Chiefs, an already great offense, just an ace up their sleeves. Yes. Oh, we can also we get stopped the forty. Well, that's three points exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's Kansas City. Moody's actually missed kicks in both of their games yes. uh, so far. So yeah. uh, just inconsistency. Butker's automatic in the playoffs mm-hmm. at this point. Anywhere inside of fifty-five yards, uh, basically. So uh, yeah, Chiefs get the edge here as well. All right. Finally, at head coach Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, who's got the advantage? Man, these are two of the best in the NFL. I, I got to go Andy Reid just because he's been there before and done it. Shanahan hasn't. 
Although, you know, Shanahan, you can make an argument for Kyle Shanahan. I mean, both these guys are innovative, um, revolutionary offensive minds. They seem to never have a down year. Kyle Shanahan might be his most impressive work is what he's done with what he's had in the quarterback room. I mean, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Nick Mullins. I mean, some of these guys, you know, that he's made look like viable NFL quarterbacks. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. Andy Reid's been there. He's won two Super Bowls. He took another franchise to the Super Bowl. It's Andy Reid for me. Um, and one thing quickly on special teams is just we saw it last Super Bowl. I think this is another game where it's evenly matched. A big special teams play in the return game or a fumble on a return could really impact this game. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Reed gets the edge for me, too. Playoff experience is what I wrote down. Uh, four Super Bowl appearances to one uh, gets the edge for me. He's been there more, uh, you know, and and just has a better reputation, uh, excuse me, not reputation, but record in these kinds of games. Yeah. Um, so I like Reed over Shanahan. But, again, it's, it's very close. Yeah, I do, too. Two offensive gurus. I mean, some of the, the, the greatest coaches we have in the game yeah. right now um, should be a really intriguing matchup to see how they're able to try and beat these defenses. Um, but Andy Reid gets the advantage for me as well. Been there before, uh, won two with the Chiefs, won a couple, or, or won one with the, the Eagles as well. He's got experience, so uh, I give him the edge here as well. All right, when we come back, we'll talk about the biggest mismatch between the two teams and ask why San Francisco is still favored in this one. Stay right here on Overtime. Are you ready to play hard and work harder? Are you looking to take the next step in your career with a company who celebrates hard work and appreciates those who do it? Then it's time to join the movement at Axel Logistics. Axel is looking to expand their award-winning sales team with logistics consultants who are outgoing, ambitious, and thrive in a fast-paced environment. If that sounds like you, visit axelogistics.com to learn more. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Axel Logistics. Now is your time. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia where your journey begins. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if if they can think it, they can do it. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Back here on Overtime, rounding out a Wednesday night. Thank you so much for joining us and being a part of it. Um, let's continue our conversation about the Super Bowl. Um, is it fair to ask why San Francisco is still favored in this one, considering we just went down the list of who wins in, in each each position, and the Chiefs have the advantage there. Um, why is San Francisco still favored, do you think? I mean, San Francisco's been all year the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think that plays a part into it. I think Vegas, both games. I mean, they didn't cover either of their playoff games um, yet, and Vegas kind of gives them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I think the reason they're favored is they are the better team in terms of, I know position by position it might not be, but if you just looked at, okay, offensive, defensive, talent, pool, they probably have the edge. Yeah. And they were 14-3 and three in the regular season. The Chiefs won 10 games, um, so they're the higher seed as well. But is it one right now, one and a half? Uh, it's one been, and a half. It's been I going back. It's it. been two and a half, one and a half, back and forth. Um, I feel like as more and more people get in over the, over the next couple days, um, we'll see a lot of people um, start betting on this game, start putting tickets down. Um, I think Kansas City fans will come earlier since it's a little bit more of a, a fly away. Um, but you know, it'll be very interesting. Right now, Kansas City's a, you know the the public side, um, and I have a hard time believing that changes. And really, last year, up until kickoff, um, or really un- until kickoff, it was pretty split because um, I think it, last year a lot of people thought, okay, the Eagles could win. Okay, I could see the Chiefs win, but now with how this kind of 180 has been with the Chiefs, how they've turned around their season. They went from 9-6, and six, losing to the Raiders at home on Christmas Day, to now, you know, being dominant. So I, I think it's um, – I think a lot of people are backing Mahomes and backing this team, and I'm surprised the line hasn't moved to the other side. It, it kind of scares me in a sense because I'm right now feeling Chiefs, um, but if the public's on it right now and it hasn't even really moved – any closer than one and a half, it makes me worried. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think my gut reaction right on, you know, right when we found out the matchup Sunday night two weeks ago was, oh, Chiefs are going to win. Yeah. And, and I think part of it, part of the reason the line hasn't changed is that's the reactionary, the knee jerk reaction was, well, the Chiefs just, you know, kind of manhandled the Ravens. The Niners got lucky to beat the Lions. Yeah. So the, the Chiefs look better. They have Patrick Mahomes. You take a step back, I think you could also play the other side of, the Niners, for the last 22 minutes of that game, probably played the best 22 minutes anyone in the playoffs has played. So the, you see the, the ceiling there. Um, that's why I feel like the Niners is Vegas doesn't try to be too reactionary, and they you know kind of take a step back and say, all right, actually in this matchup, what should the spread be? Although everyone kind of feels like Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, how can you go against them? Yeah. Even despite that, I'm still a little bit surprised that, that the Chiefs opened as an underdog. And I think it was, what, two and a half when two it opened? Uh, I just I didn't see it. Uh, again, maybe a, a knee-jerk reaction after that championship weekend. But, uh, you know, they're back to form, in my opinion. They, they look like the most dominant of the teams, the most consistently dominant uh, uh, of these two teams. Um, and, and Mahomes is back to form. His weapons are back to form. His defense is playing the best of pretty much any defense that was in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco scraped by twice to reach the Super Bowl, and again, maybe a knee-jerk, but I mean, yeah. you do it once, okay, maybe it's a knee-jerk. They did it twice mm-hmm. uh, against teams that you know you probably shouldn't be scraping by. Uh, I, I never got it in the first place, but yeah, I agree. If you take a step back, I can, I can see why. Yeah, real quick before we head out, biggest mismatch between the two teams, I think, is the Chiefs receivers facing the San Francisco secondary. 
um, that's been really weak this year. Um, and it's kind of an interesting one because the Chiefs have struggled in the receiving core, and the, the 49ers have struggled in, in the in the passing defense realm. So um, I think one of those – Something's got to give. Yeah, exactly. The one that gives, I think, it gives the advantage in this one because really on paper that's the only mismatch I see. Am I missing one? No. I, I mean, you can make – Go ahead. Well, I was just going to – for me, it's Purdy against the Chiefs secondary okay. uh, yeah. as a mismatch. Just experience, his struggles this year, and, and how good that secondary is playing. I, that's the one I see. If they shut him down, I mean, they're going to have to throw the load on Christian McCaffrey, and I just I don't know if that works for the whole game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. The only reason I would differ is that I feel like they have enough weapons. They can get creative. I don't think they would win, but I could see a scenario where they get creative enough in the short passing game, you know, to – all right, you know, the secondary shutting us down. How can we get McCaffrey in space? How can we get Debo okay, in yeah, space? I can see that. But I, I don't think they're going to win playing that way. So that, that's a very fair point. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick update on the Vols at the half. 50-27 to 27 lead. A great performance from Dalton Connect, 14 points. Zakai Ziegler with 11. Jordan Ganey with 10. That is going to wrap us up here on overtime. For William Patterson, Max Pennell, Dawson Wise, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the Tigers and Vols game.